Good evening, everyone, and welcome to our Real Talk session for tonight. Um, tonight, our topic is gossip in the church. We've got an excellent panel who's joining us tonight. On our panel, we have Pastor Jonathan Holder. We have Florence Manji. We've got Elder Leon Fuller. We've got Elder Joelle Robinson. We've got Sister Abby Sarakutu. <laughs> I'm saying it right before I got it right. Yeah. <laughs> so we're really grateful to see you all, Florence, Leon, Hi. Abby, Joel, Pastor Jonathan. If you want to say a quick hello and what you do, and then we'll say a word of prayer. I'll start. Hi, everyone. My name is Joel. I'm from Huddersfield. I am a student support worker and also a musician. Oh, okay. okay, I can go next. Okay. Um, I'm Jonathan Holder. I'm a pastor I'm living in lockdown in Leicester at the moment. Okay. Cool. <laughs> wow. I'll, I'll go. My name is Leon Fuller. Um, from Birmingham. Uh, I'm a social worker. Hello, my name is Florence. I'm from Wellingborough slash Northampton and I work in hospitality, also have a baking business on the side and other business projects online. Hi, I'm Abigail from Manchester. I work in finance and investment and yeah, it's been interesting during lockdown. I never stopped. <laughs> My name's Craig. I work for the North England Conference as a director and a Bible worker. And I'm grateful to be here this evening with everybody on this topic. Before we do begin, I'll ask Pastor Jonathan, could you, you pray for us to open tonight's session? Yeah, I can do. Let's pray. Dear God, we just want to thank you for bringing us safely through this day and also just giving us the opportunity to come and just to, um, I guess, discuss an interesting topic in gossip. We just pray that you would lead everything that we do now in your name. Amen. 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 Now I'd invite while you are watching online and we, we you know we're going through this topic, please feel free to to comment, to share any questions, and we'll do our best to answer them if possible. Um, but before we delve into the questions, some questions that we have, um, you know, on the topic of gossip, Time magazine had an article in 2019 titled The Science Behind Why People Gossip and When It Can Be a Good Thing. They say in the article, um, there's a quote that's made and it says, it's not necessarily negative, um, adds a David Ludden, a professor of psychology at Georgia Gwinnett College and the author of The Psychology of Language, um, an integral approach. He says it can be, a posit it can be positive or neutral. Um, another study that was done in 2015 and um, published in, the social, in social neuroscience um, scientists looked at the brain imaging of men and women as they heard positive and negative gossip about themselves, their best friends, and celebrities. They found that people hearing gossip, good and bad, about themselves, as well as negative gossip in general, showed more activity in the prefrontal cortex of their brains, which is key to our ability to navigate complex social behaviors. They also found that the activity indicated the subjects responded to the gossip and its insight. The authors say that this is related to our desire to be seen positively by others and fit in socially, regardless of whether this reflects what we're 
actually feeling. The study also found that the caudate nucleus, which is a reward center in the brain, was activated in response to negative gossip about celebrities. Subjects seem to be amused or entertained by salacious celebrity scandals. And you see that today, um, right now, news, Twitter, trending, whatever's going on, it's all about gossip sometimes. This article's trying to make it seem as if gossip's an okay thing. Um, first question to the panel tonight is what is gossip? So I will start off, um, I guess, thinking about this discussion. Uh, I just went and looked it up. So one definition I found of gossip was just casual or unconstrained conversation or reports about other people typically involving details that are not confirmed as being true. So it's basically two or more people talking about somebody who isn't there and about their life. And it's not entirely sure if everything that is being said is being true. Um, and whether it's positive or negative, it didn't say, but that would be how I would start off by defining it. I don't know if anyone else wants to add anything. Do you think that gossip always has to be about a person? Necessarily, uh, it could be an organization as well. Yeah, yeah. But I guess it's, it's always got to involve Someone. some kind of people somewhere. Like we're not going to talk, we're not going to gossip about animals. Yeah. yeah. So. We actually do that in UK, I think. People talk about their dogs a lot at work. <laughs> it's been interesting because as I'm walking about, I found that if you have a dog where I am and you're walking, it's like a conversation starter. They just let the yeah. dog get up with it and then they're like, oh, how are you? You know, talking about animals. Um, yeah, I looked up the, sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Um, yeah, I looked up the same definition and um, that's, yeah what gossip is it's it's usually when somebody else is not there so even if it's like an organization or a company they're not hearing you talk about them at that moment so of course um in the definition it doesn't say whether it's good or bad but it, it also shows that you don't have all the facts about it so um i would say um i do conversations about somebody else mm, okay yeah um, i wanted to add sorry <laughs> sorry uh, i was listening to like um, a sermon of like one of my favorite pastors and he said is the highest form of idolatry the reason why he was like the reason why he was bringing for this is because you become the, the God of the, the of the other person. You judge them, you put them to like a level that you don't let, you know, like only God will have that kind of like, um, you know, like he's the only person, he's the only one that can judge us. So when you put yourself into that person and you judge someone else, that's a form of idolatry because you are, you know, you consider yourself God and you think like, okay, I can speak whatever I want. I can judge that person. I can put them through to that level. So I found that quite interesting because I never saw it like that. Do you think that's probably one of the reasons why it happens so much? That people make themselves the God of the other person. So it's, um, 
I think it happens so much because it's almost very natural to us. Like on some level, the majority of what you get in most newspapers, technically, if you think about it, is classed as gossip. It's normally about someone else's life or what's going on behind the scenes and there's theories and there's opinions and we read it and we engage in it. Um, I think uh, like there's some gossip, which like I really appreciate. So I love sport. Um, and I'll be on Bleach Report and BBC Sport. And the majority of what you get on that is also gossip in terms of this could be happening behind the scenes. This is what, and, and so I think it happens a lot just because it's so normal to us. Like it's something we do like all the time without even thinking about it. Mm. Mm. Did you say why do we do it so much, Greg? Yeah, I was saying, do you think that's the reason why we do it so much? This, I'm looking at it from the perspective of this feeling of being in power, um, hearing the discussion about somebody and feeling like you've got the ability to judge them, make decisions about them. I think, again, I think it's going back to what I said before. I think sometimes, I think because a lot of us are, are not busy enough. Mm. <laughs> not busy enough. I feel like if we're busy enough, had things to do. I, I don't think there'd be time to even um, to, to be talking so much about other people. Like, for example, you made a good point, Jonathan. You said, oh, you like the, the sports gossip. Because I haven't, got no, I haven't got that much time now. So I haven't got time to look at that. And even when I look at that, half of that stuff isn't even accurate. It's, it's just the, the buzz. It's exciting to know that this club is going to sign this person and maybe not. And for how much? It's just... I feel like I, yeah, I haven't got time for it, so I, I don't miss it. I don't do, I don't do a lot of um, looking up and things because there's not enough time. Mm. You know what? I, I, I agree with that so much because it's true. Like I feel that if you're focused on the thing you should be focused on, and I'm talking specifically about not the sports gossip necessarily, but more gossiping about people, you don't necessarily have time because you're not going to have time to sit down to talk to someone about someone else. You're going to be interested in having productive conversations because at the end of the day gossiping itself doesn't actually become productive it's very very has a lot of negative con con connotations so i'm saying that i feel like i really agree with that point that if you're busy focusing on things that you need to do you've got this to do you've got that to do you will having focus on having productive conversations that you won't even like if i have a conversation with leon i won't have time to spend that time discussing someone else and what gossip is and the things that I don't even know truth about someone else because we'll be discussing other things that are going to be productive. I want to I wanna add on to that. I think like the fact that we have so much social media like Facebook and Instagram and we're always kind of plugged into other people's life provokes that kind of like discussion about other people and what they're doing and things like that and that's like how we manage our time because um to add on what leon and joel said you know if we really read the book a week and you know we really spend our time to actually learn as much as possible on a daily basis our conversation will be at a totally different level yeah i think also um I mean, yeah, I agree with what everyone said. You, uh, you specifically asked, like, why do we do it in terms of what gives us a sense of power? Like, it's easier to uh, judge someone else 
based on what they're doing, then judge ourselves and look inward to ourselves and how we are doing our lives. Because when we have to uh, do an inventory of ourselves, it's harder to do that. It's harder to look into your own life and see, well, things are not actually going the way I wanted to. Actually, I'm not happy about this part of my life, but it's just easier to talk about someone else. And because it, it makes you feel better about yourself and your situation. So I think that's what gives you that sense of power because you are insecure about certain things above your life. So to make yourself feel better, which is like a false security, you talk about someone else or some, about something negatively as someone has done and you're like, oh, I can't believe they've done that. Well, I would never do that. Kind of like elevating yourself, you know, making yourself look better. Then there's yeah. like this, in, in the midst of that discussion, there's an, you're imposing on that person the very faults that you might have. Exactly. Yeah. Mm, mm, okay. So let's look at how, how is it defined in the Bible. Um. So. I think, sorry. I think one Go. of the verses that I like the most is in Exodus twenty-three with one. And he says, I, I wrote it down, so he says, you should not circulate a false report. Uh, do not put your hand with the wicked to be an unrighteous witness. So I think that sums it up like very well um, that, you know, you shouldn't, shouldn't circulate a false report. Mm -hmm. I guess that's, that's a really good description. My only question would be, what if it's true? Because if it's true, then I guess Exodus 23 verse 1 wouldn't apply because it's no longer a false report. So then we, we've got to look at, and I'm guessing this will come out maybe the, as, as we continue in the discussion, how will we ever find out if this thing is true or if it's, if it's not? By actually like going to the true source, like asking, well, if we're talking in the church context, you would like actually go and ask the person yourself if it's if you're even in a position to do that. Um, when it's something like a bit more globally, it's a bit harder to really know whether the sources are right. Unless if you go and ask the journalists themselves or you go to, I don't know, if you find something out about president, whatever, and you would have actually have to go there or actually contact them yourself to try and find out whether this is true or not. And even then they could, they could lie if they want to. Yeah. So I don't know, <laughs> like, are you willing to actually go to the actual source? So. Okay, okay. So check this out, right? Before we get into all of that, I, I read um, a verse, Proverbs 26, 20. I read it from three different versions. You can tell me what you think on it. So in the King James version, it says, where no wood is, there the fire goeth out. So where there is no tailbearer, the strife ceaseth. Okay. Then I read the Bible in basic English, BVE version. It says, without wood, the fire goes out. And where there is no secret talk, argument is ended. And then I went to the um, contemporary English version. It says, where there is no fuel, a fire goes out. Where there is no gossip, arguments come to an end. So it seems to be that gossip is this thing that fuels problems, fuels the arguments. I mean, yeah, oh, no, go I, I, I totally agree. Um, it just causes so much problem, so many problems. 
Um, and the thing, I think, I think it'd be really good if people went to the source. Well, let's be honest, guys. No one's, no one's not going to no source. <laughs> what are people going to do? They're going to go to their friend and say, right, did you know that X, Y, and Z? And they're going to say, man, I didn't know that. Um, I don't know. Let me find out from so-and-so. And before you know it, it's just, it's just, it's just take this, it's out of control. And that's the issue, I think. We go to other people and we don't go straight direct to the source and that causes more problems, I think. Yeah, and I, I would totally agree. I think what I would add as well. Can everyone hear me all right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and what, what I'd add as well though, is sometimes even with gossip, like the source never finds like the source never finds out. Um, and so that's the other side of it. So like it's, it's, it's only when things get really bad that you get the fights where it's like, I heard you said this about me and so and so and so. But like, I, I would say probably all of us here have been gossiped about by other people at some point and have no idea. Mm. Um, and so then I guess, I think Proverbs 26, 19 is good, but then does that mean if there is no argument because I never found out what Craig was saying about me, is it okay then? Do you get what I'm... Mm. Um, that's a really good question, actually. Um, like, based on what you're saying, um, I know in Proverbs, I was just looking it up in Proverbs eleven thirteen. It says that a gossip betrays confidence, but a trustworthy person keeps a secret. So it's it's also the because if if we're looking like again going back to church context and even among friends and things like that, if if it's trustworthy person, you would like you literally trust them to be there for you hold your back if they hear something they're not going to go around and continue that chain you see what I mean so it's I think it's more about the fact that confidence has been betrayed that's what causes the, the strife because you trust has been broken somehow so even like let's say if you didn't know that somebody was gossiping about you like if they're probably not your friends it doesn't matter like you'll never hear about it but somewhere along the lines if it if it was to reach your friend and they didn't, you know, say something about it, or they kept the chain going. Then trust has been betrayed, and that I think that's what actually causes the strife. No, I, I definitely add, agree. Sorry. No, go, go I wanted to add the Jonathan point. Sometimes you don't find out that you've been gossiped about, but and I think this is where, from my point of view, gossip hits the hardest. Is your reputation is tarnished around the group of people. And the way they act with you is completely different. So even if you don't know what they talked about you, you will feel the difference of, you know, how they reacted on you, how, uh, you know, how they kind of, what is their kind of, you know, how they act around you, basically. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't feel it, sometimes it's just about like that kind of, you know, they look at you and then they turn around and then they look somewhere else because they don't want to make eye contact because they know they've been talking something about you. So sometimes you you feel it just just simple body language. I think that, you know the whole the whole issue. I mean, look, probably we've all been gossiped about. 
and we may have all participated in gossip. It, it's more about really how do I, for myself as an individual, how can I be, be part of the change to make sure that I don't participate in this thing? And sometimes it's hard. You get that person that phones you and you know when they're calling, they're going to chat about somebody. <laughs> or or you've, got, you've, you've got that 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 person that will happily tell you, you know, these people are saying some stuff about you, you know, which people I'm not, I can't say their names. <laughs> so then what are you supposed to do? <laughs> you know, I remember a camp meeting once years and years and years ago, I'm trying to push it as far back as possible to make it seem. <laughs> <laughs> and the friend, the friend said to me, they were like, I think you was it at that camp meeting or maybe a year after or so they were like, yeah, Craig, I was walking past that chalet. And I heard some people talking about you. Oh, really? What did they say? I can't say. Who was it? I can't say. I was like, brother, you've just made the, this thing worse for me, if anything. Yeah. yeah. You know, because then you find yourself walking around thinking, let me sneak past the chalet and see. I think he might be doors now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you end up in this place where you, I didn't do that, by the way. I'm just saying it's an example. But the president did tell me that. But you, you end up, wondering and like you said Abby you know you start looking at how's that person has that person changed in their response with me um, and you can get very paranoid over the whole situation so the roots of gossip where would we say the roots what are the roots of gossip itself I think Florence touched on it earlier it comes from our we never want to talk about us sometimes we don't want to address some of the issues in our own life so i think like it's the root of it is that i feel like we are we find it appealing to talk about or end up in a conversation about someone else rather than ourselves because it makes it all about what's going on for them and that sort of thing um mm. i think the root of it is i feel like there's some things that down to sin that just become sort of like innate i've never met I don't, I feel like straight out of the box, unfortunately, there's certain things that we have to then go back and sort of like deal with. And I think gossip is one of those where it's something that you sort of just pick up, learn as you're in school, different things, it just comes back out of life. And I feel like that's where it's sort of the root of it. But I think, yeah, along with that, we have a, it's sort of within us to talk about other people and other people's issues rather than talk about what's going on in our own lives and stuff. It, it just, I, do you know what? Yeah, I think I think we actually enjoy it. Okay, so check this out then. So, I mean, look, I'm gonna say negative gossip, that gossip that's done, I mean, can you even call it, gossip is gossip. When you're dealing with the defamation of someone's character, it's damaging. And, mm. and I'd put that root of that, maybe at that place where, where Satan lies. Um, mm. Somebody said online, I think the wider issue about gossip is what it does to a person's character if they continually indulge in it, which, which we're going to look into as well as we, we go through the study. But I want to define gossip. Is it good or is it bad? Can there ever be a good point with gossip or is it called something else? So, for instance, a church has a nominating committee. Um, you're in that nominating committee. You're smiling with me, Leanne. No, I'm not smoking. <laughs> All the nominating committee. Can't get me in trouble, man. Can't get me in trouble. <laughs> and we're in that place where they say that what's said in this room stays in the room, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. 
but people's names need to go forward for, for positions. Um, and it's not that you, a name's called up and people's observations of what that person's done and if it fits within the role that they've been positioned for. Sometimes they, they get a yes, sometimes there's a no. Um, would we call that gossip? Because you're talking about that person. What, if they're fit for the role? Yeah, like you're in the nominating committee, you've got to talk about these people, but they'll never probably know what's being said. Would we call that gossip or is that something else? No, I, I think if it's done correctly, I wouldn't attach that with gossip because it's, it's analytical conversation. Okay, uh, okay. And I think it's, it's essential actually mm -hmm. um, when selecting people for posts because I don't know, I, I, think, I think most of the time I think it's a, it's a good thing. Sometimes people, people may say a bit too much, maybe. Um, <laughs> um, but I do think it is essential, especially when selecting someone for a role and for church specifically. Yeah, um, I'll just say a point to that as well. Like, I think in life in general, just even for you to like get a job, like if you were, if you had an interview with two people, they would then have to talk about you to be like, to see if they're fit for the role based on your characteristics that are facts that they've seen, you know? But what becomes gossip now, if somebody said, well, did you know they've done this mm. and nobody else knows in the room about this? And then now they've said that and it's like, it was unnecessary, like kind of what you're saying, like they say too much about the person, uh, this is unnecessary. And again, going back to Proverbs eleven thirteen, is if confidence is broken, it becomes gossip if you now, whatever's been said in that meeting, they take it out and start talking about it with other church members who are not even on the um, nominating committee. That's what would become gossip. Yeah. So yeah, there's a difference there. You know what? I'm gonna disagree. Um, and I'm actually gonna say, I think probably a lot of the time, a lot of what happens in the nominating committee ends up as gossip um just because we don't stick to talking about roles so they may be going up i don't know for a deacon or a cyber school teacher or whatever and we're sliding in well you know there was this thing and a couple of years ago they had this with this person so i definitely agree with um leon and flo just in terms of if you're talking about this is the role this is why they're suitable this is why they're not suitable then that's not gossip but I think sometimes we can slide into it where we go beyond that and we just start talking about them as a person. Mm -hmm. And it, it's, it's, a, it's a very thin line to walk. Like, I don't know if it's, if it's going to come up, but, well, I'll say it now and, and, um, and I'm sure we'll come back to it. Sometimes a lot of what we do in prayer is gossip. Mm. What was that? Sorry, like, I missed that one. I missed that sometimes one. a lot of what we do in prayer is gossip. So especially when it comes to talking about prayer requests or pray for this person because of this or pray for this person because of that. Um, and we can get in trouble because it's a way of spreading news, but we hide it behind. We want to pray for this person because they're going through this or this has just happened in their family or something like. And so I think gossip happens in a lot of different ways, but sometimes we get really good at covering it. I think it's one of them ones where, on it, the, I believe what you, I think the intent of the heart or how you, I think believe, well, yeah, I think how you are or what you, 
how I can sort of put this. The words that you speak, I believe, are dictated by just, should be dictated with your relationship with the Lord. And I say that to say that on that specific topic, I believe that when you, on that question that you asked, I believe that if we are saying that, Lord, I want to be speak, and especially talking about that, like, we don't want to speak about someone's character in terms of bringing them down. But if we're talking, thinking about all the things that I say, I want it to be positive things and that sort of thing. It won't then become gossip if we're questioning, like, why am I saying what I'm going to say? And I, I say, I say, like, I believe it just how you are as a person, to be honest. I sort of, I see it as that that should dictate the words that come out of your mouth. And someone who's building, growing to have a deeper relationship with the Lord and stuff, at some point, if you are dealing with that, that's something that's going to come up because the Spirit's going to going to press you about it. And at that point, then you have to make that decision. So I think it's down to your own personal relationship. And I think that would dictate the words that you say so that whether it's gossip or not, I believe, because God sees the heart and stuff. And so I believe whether it's gospel or not is what's your intent by saying what you're saying? And are you letting just run away with what you're saying? Or is there actually a reason behind what you're saying? Is it to build someone up? Is it for the benefit so that others have certain information? Or are we just running away saying things for the sake of just saying it? That's a question that has to be asked. Fortunately, on the nominated committee I sat on, only sat on one, um, it didn't end up being that because it was just discussed like these are the facts and the fuck there are facts that you can stick to and i, I kind of see it as if you stick to the facts you can kind of stay away because you just talk this is the facts. this is what we know to be true this is the fact that i'm only going to say that which is going to have a positive effect on this conversation if it's not going to have a positive effect if it's not going to build anyone up going to give necessary information that we need then it comes down to why am i saying it yeah. yeah, go on, Abby. Just a quick kind of like come back to like what Jonathan said and kind of like a bit of a question. Do you think this, um, the idea of testimonies within church, if we had more of those, will kind of eradicate the idea of gossip when praying for one another or when we actually bring that person into, you know, the topic of that person into the, into the conversation on a in a special meeting or board meeting or? I don't know. I guess what I would say is it depends if that person shares what's going on for them in their testimony. Because if they don't and then it gets shared somewhere else, then it then it still becomes an issue. Um, so testimonies could have an impact, but like, yeah, I couldn't say um, for sure I agree. I don't know what anyone else thinks. Yeah. I think you, even with sharing testimonies, you've got to be so careful um, whenever there's another person involved. Uh, whenever I've, like, like when there's been a, a, um, a experience that I've had that's involved somebody else as well, while I can share my site, my testimony of that experience, I'm very careful with, with involving the other person if I haven't spoken to them, especially if I'm speaking on a pu public platform. Um, so I'll always double check and just just ask, is it okay for me to share this side of what, what we saw happen as well? If not, it's best to keep it silent. And um, I don't know if anybody's got anything else that they want to share on that. Yeah, I mean, 
I think uh, it's a combination of um, the relationship with God and fear maturity. I believe that in church, we should be standing up and stating proudly with confidence that I overcame X and Y. And for the audience to say, wow, praise God, there is a God. And leave there empowered. Mm. But I feel like that both parties need to be on the same level and the same platform in order for it to be a sensible and productive conversation. So you could get one person who's disclosing information who is mature enough, who is who's just trying to reveal God's goodness, but the other person who is saying, whoa, now nah, that's and now I'm gonna go with that information. Mm. If both parties are on the same level, same maturity, and if as a church we are in one accord, there should be no issues, no issues, but I don't know any, I don't know, guys. I'll leave it there. No, I think Leon makes a great point because. I guess the funny thing about it is Leon could get up and give his testimony and say, I overcome, I overcame X and Y. And then I hear it and I go away to Florence and I'm like, did you hear what Leon used to do? Okay. Now you shared that in your testimony, but what I decided to like focus on is what you were doing before you overcame rather than the fact you overcame it. And, on that, and, and then on that level, it just becomes gossip. Yeah. And then the person who, who I'm speaking to could be like, well, man, I'm, Never expected that of Leon, you know. I thought as a as a Christian he would know better. And we're just off and running. You know, the reason why I brought up the the nominating committee point was because in, in a nominating committee, it's constrained conversation um, with a a purpose to have somebody put into a position based on facts, information that's on them that shouldn't defame their character at all. Um, but gossip, it's as you said in that description that you gave, Jonathan, it, it's casual, unconstrained conversation um, or reports about people um, without them being there and not even knowing if it's true. So gossip in and of itself is a bad thing um, and it's damaging. Now, there's sometimes, you know, what people say about you can put you in a bad, in an awkward position as well. For instance, you know, just an example. People were, you know, some people think I'm, I'm fully vegan. You know, I was preaching a few places and they're like, crazy vegan. But I hadn't spoken to them about that. Go to another house and someone's like, you want some macaroni and cheese? I'm like, yeah, 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 sure. I have a little bit on the edge. I thought you was vegan. And so there's these, these things that go around that even they may seem okay. Um, if, it, if you're not living up to what people have said, there's an impact that, that that's not necessarily factual. Do you understand what I mean? Mm -hmm. So we've got to be careful in, in the areas where it comes to gossip. Um, the roots of gossip though, as we see as an unconstrained conversation, dealing with information about people that's not necessarily true, what would we say are the roots of that? I think like, um, if you look at it in an individual level, uh, going back as we were talking about um, taking inventory of yourself uh, but also it's also lack of um, boundaries like you knowing yourself um, and you like and how it, it, it just all goes back to yourself I, I don't like as long as if we're just keeping it on a as a church root issue then we're not really meeting the issue because we make up the church 
So we always have to go back to ourselves, like, and look individually what I gossip. I think that's like, you can only, only the individual can answer that. For some people, they just don't have, they, they lack boundaries. Like they don't know how to speak up against gossip when it's happening like within themselves. Or they may feel like, oh, maybe I'm gossiping right now, but because they want to still fit in and be part of the conversation, they may continue. So that may be a real issue there that they just want to like people please. Um, or again, going back to people are just insecure and also that you don't know how to resolve conflicts. So in, most of the time, this is why I hear in church all the time, so-and-so is upset about, A is upset about person B, but instead of, telling person b they tell person c did you know like what that sister said this is this that i said oh really she said that that's how it that's usually how it goes somebody's upset about something that somebody did instead of like having actual communication skills and going to that person and be like okay um you i was actually really upset when you did that instead of just solving it there and then they tell everyone else the whole world everyone else so it, it could be it, there's many different routes there's not just one route i believe because it's it's um it is based on the individual so you also have to see like what are some of the things that you struggle with is it that you do just simply struggle with communicating and having difficult conversations that's something you need to look in yourself and start to develop that and start to see like where that comes from so it, it's i think it's many different routes i don't think it's just one route per se of course, like biblically speaking, yeah, it, you know, it is, yeah, it's because of sin, but individually, I think it's, it's different for everyone. So check, check this out before anybody else says a point. This came in from online, right? I think it's going back to the roots and off the point that you said, Flo, um, sometimes gossiping comes from people wanting to build a familiarity with others mm. as people can feel their bonding with somebody over this shared information but it's a superficial closeness. Wow. I think that one, yeah. Um, do you know what, Greg? That's true, you know. There's certain conversations that you jump in straight away. If you ain't, if you ain't trying to gossip and be part of that conversation, you ain't going to fit in. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to yeah. be part of that conversation. You're just, you're just going to be like the odd one out. And it's getting to the point where you, you realise that that's cool. That's okay. They will notice that and be like, oh, What's up with them? Why don't they just that and the other? They, they don't blend in. That's, that's cool. Don't sacrifice like your conviction or who you are just to fit in and blend in by talking about other people. And, but the, that's the thing. It's so easy to get drawn into because we have a natural just a thing in us that makes us want to be accepted by everybody. Mm. And to be yeah. accepted by everybody and to sort of meet that sort of desire that we have, sometimes we will sort of bend what we know to be wrong. Because I think... The majority of us, especially within the church, know that gossip is wrong. But it's so easy to get drawn into that. So, so easy to just, without even thinking, bam, I'm gossiping, talking about someone else, shouldn't be doing it. Because it can just happen. I think, yeah, we have that sort of, there's, there's certain conversations, you know, if it's a gossiping conversation, if you don't participate in that, you're not going to be able to be part of the conversation. That's cool. That's okay. You don't need to fit in all the time joining the next one because it's better for you to just you know what let me step away from that or steer the conversation away because i've got no business in i've got nothing to add Mm -hmm. really quick it kind of answered a bit your question i found like this kind of description which i really really love it says like gossip is the devil's ponzi scheme 
to get rich quickly on this unity and provide quick returns to those seeking to gratify the flesh. So that's pretty much like what it is. It's, it's a Ponzi scheme that is by, created by Satan. And it kind of, I think it builds up on that chatter that happens in our brain because, you know, sometimes we have negative chatter and we're trying to switch it off. And we do that by bringing that chatter and put it onto other people. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah I think all I'd add as well is um, that knowledge is power. And so when it comes to, when I have information that other people don't know, and I then share that information and I would describe it as enlightening everybody, all of a sudden I go up in their estimation because, oh, I didn't know that. And now, and so it's, it's a very like, gossip is really, although it's talking about somebody else, it's about you. And I think we talked about, it makes you feel better about yourself, but it also allows you to have power over other people because you're the one sharing this information. Goes back to that power thing again, doesn't it? Mm. That, that power point, Leon. I, yeah, I, I, I think, you know, when I was thinking about this stuff, I made me reflect a bit because it's so easy actually to gossip. Mm. Like you could come back home from a concert after church, uh, sister so and so sang out a key, you know, and you're telling something and you're telling you this person, and before you know it, you're having a laugh about it, and then. The video clips there, so you go and if you get me, you can get out of control very easily. Um, and I think the issue, I think one of the issues from from for me, or I think maybe a few people as well, is that I don't think um, gossip is is held up as one of those sins. Oh, it's not compared to the, you know the great sins. Yeah. Um, and it's only just talking. I'm not. I'm not coveting. I'm not. I'm not murdering someone. You know, um, and I think people, well, quite a few of us, fall into that trap of, oh, it's just only gossip, um, not really understanding the full weight, mm -hmm. the, the full weight of it. Like when when some of that information gets out, people get hurt. Mm. Individuals get hurt. Individuals get isolated. Um, let's go into some of the consequences of gossip itself. What? Just two seconds, though, Craig. Yeah, go on. Because I just wanted to bring something in because I was trying to find a place to put this text in and, and it wasn't fitting. But with what Leon just said, yeah. I think James chapter three, verses uh, five to like 11 is really important just in terms of talking about, well, it's talking about the like power of the tongue and I'll just read it quickly. It says, um, so also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great exploits. How great a forest is set ablaze by a small fire and the tongue is a fire. The tongue is placed among our members as a world of iniquity. It stains the whole body, sets on fire the cycle of nature, and it itself set on fire by hell. For every species of beast of, and of bird, of reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by the human species, but no one can tame the tongue, a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it, we bless the Lord and Father, and with it, we curse those who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth comes blessings and cursings. My brothers and sisters, this ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and brackish water. Can a fig tree, my brothers and sisters, yield olives or grape, grapevine figs? No more can salt water yield fresh. Mm. And I think it's just a really important point that, um, yeah, that it's it's so easy to unfall into because it's just so natural for us. And it kind of comes back also to the power of our words. But I just wanted to get that one in before we No, thank you. I mean, it's a, it's a potent point because 
it's so easy, like you mentioned, Leon. And as the text says, you know, you can finish praising God on, on that Sabbath, your church service or wherever you've come from. And then you're in the midst of a conversation and you know that you're dragging somebody down um, or a situation or, a, or whatever it may be. And you're just dragging them down, dragging them down. And at times, I don't know about you, there's been times when, when that conviction comes where you know you need to say we shouldn't be doing this. Mm. But, but like you said, Joel, it's hard to just say, look, we need to stop this. You know what, Craig? I think it's, it's hard, but no, it's also very awkward. And I hate those moments. <laughs> and it's difficult. Sorry, sorry. can you stop saying what you're going to say? Because I don't think it's right. You're in a bit of a crowd. Everyone's all awkward. And you think, it's, oh, gosh. It's difficult. It's difficult. <laughs> And then they start gossiping about you. He thinks exactly. it's now. Oh, don't talk to him. But Indeed. do you really want to be... Sorry. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, but my question would be then to that would be, do we really want to be around friends that are... that would even gossip about you? Like, like the general rule is if... If someone is like talking bad about someone else freely around you and that's usually the basis of conversation most likely they're talking about you <laughs> like when you're not there so can you really trust that kind of conversation and, and the same thing about you is like people will also see that as well in you they will see like are you actually a trustworthy friend because when you're in in those uncomfortable situations would you actually do something about it or just remove yourself from the situation i don't think it always has to be a scene like you can just be silent mm -hmm. and be like okay i'm just gonna move the other way or sometimes you can just sway like the conversation otherwise it's like oh but you know what like let's talk about something else mm -hmm. yeah it I don't think it always has to be awkward, but I know sometimes it is going to be awkward. But I think isn't that isn't aren't those the moments where we are called to stand up for what is right, even in those small awkward ones? Like it's it's an awkward moment, yeah. but I think that helps build our own character and our own values and our own standards in those moments. You know, definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. definitely can I throw in another, another yeah. text? Please, please. Um, just John, it's a really interesting one because I didn't even think about this in terms of gossip and it would be interesting to see what everyone says. John chapter 7, verses 12 and 13. Um, so it's just really talking about how, I guess people were talking about Jesus. Um, so John 7, 12 and 13 says this, and there was considerable complaining about him among the crowds. While some were saying he is a good man, others were saying, no, he is deceiving the crowd. And verse 13 is a really interesting one. Yet no one would speak openly about him for fear of the Jews. Mm. Um, and I think that's also something we've got to recognize. Sometimes people gossip because they're afraid. So they want to have these conversations, but they're not going to bring them out in the open because they're afraid of the consequences. I think Florence makes a really good point. But what I would also say is, I think sometimes it's also not easy to walk away from those conversations because, yeah, it might not be a big thing, but you might lose all your friends because of it. And the problem is, even even Craig said it, like, we don't want people talking about us. So you're like, oh, I'm really uncomfortable, but I'm not going to make a scene because I know if they're talking about this person, once I go, they're going to be talking about me too. And and so I think people can get kind of trapped in that. So like sometimes I would say, I want to people gossip out of fear. Like 
out of fear of if I take this step or if I move away or if I say something, it's going to be worse for me. Okay, thank you. I mean, and it's a reality that we know in the midst of this lockdown, it's probably got worse because people don't have much to do. When we get back to the churches, we don't know what type of state people are gonna be in. Individuals, mm. groups, cliques, who knows what it's gonna be like. You know, we're okay coming on these Zoom moments and online, everybody's able to see a session, but what's happening in, the, in individuals' hearts and homes and conversations? Um, we need to think about the consequences. You know, they, they say the consequences of gossip is it crushes morale, it creates more gossip, it slows productivity, it ruins reputations, eliminates trust, spreads lies, hurts credibility, promotes disrespect, hurts others and isolates people. And for me, out of all of them, the isolation of individuals, I think is where it impacts us as a church, as well as all of the others. Um, the individual cliques, isolation, have any of you ever experienced that? Yeah. Flo, you nodded first, man. I want to hear you. Oh, really? Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I have definitely experienced that, like, on the um, being outside of the clique. And it's it's just, it's really not a nice feeling, like, because you're feeling like, what am I missing out? Mm. And why, why am I, like, you can almost kind of question, like, what's wrong with me that I'm not part of this clique? What's that? Like, it's 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 it, yeah it, it isolates people and that's what how it makes you feel like it isolates you so um yeah i can relate yeah. i think for me i just sorry Joe. um i know for sure i lost friends because of gossip so because of what people talk about me behind my back friendship has friendship have been broken so it's a painful experience that sometimes you have to go through it but it's a lesson for yourself for not doing it to other people so I think it, it is like kind of like a, a sword but it's, it's definitely kind of a good lesson to go mm. forward mm. um what was I gonna say um I was gonna say yeah it's a it's something that I've also, I won't say it's personally, but it's something I've definitely observed. The interesting thing about, I said I'm a musician, the interesting thing is like, especially in music, a big one, because everybody has an opinion on someone else's playing or singing ability. Mm. Like, it's just, it's just like, whenever you mention someone else's name, they're a musician, to another musician, automatically comes in like your ability to either play or in some cases not play your instrument or thing and so I've witnessed it I've unfortunately been a part of it it is it's bad because especially I've observed I've observed like it can just really destroy someone's character and not sorry not character confidence really really destroy someone's character and confidence and I've even been on the on the end of it actually um, most people like the specific but like yeah especially when you know that other people have been talking about like you're playing where especially from that like what you play like means a lot to you you spend a lot of hours putting in and then even to be on the other end of like, like knowing the other people and I think for me when I first found out or first actually thought about the process of other people actually discuss 
how I play, sometimes in a negative context, I was like, wow, that's like, don't know how to feel about that. It's definitely like, it's, it's, it's a lot because it's just, it's just a strange feeling. And so it's something that I definitely have endeavored to try and do now is sort of like, let's not just jump on someone else's playing whether or not you think that they're good or not because the stuff just does rounds man it's just but it's, it's a it's a big one i was talking about my specific industry um, as musicians within the church it's definitely a big one yeah i'd probably also jump in and say um i think as a pastor you must just have to learn to live with it like and most of the time you don't hear about it but you know what's going like you're you're the pastor of a church that's what people do. Well, that, that's what church mem- members do, talk about you, if you've upset them, if you've done something they like. Um, and so I think that becomes very natural, especially in leadership roles in the church, pastor, elder, those kind of roles. People are 100% gonna gossip about you. Um, just because, and I think, especially with those roles, people even stop thinking about it as gossip. It's kind of just public information. Um, so, you may have preached a sermon, you may have done a Bible study, like it could be anything, but it's gonna happen. Well, can I just jump on that quickly? Like, that's so true. Like, how many times do we do it though? Where someone preaches and we're like, wasn't really feeling that one today, you know? <laughs> it's like, do you know what? Like, one of the things I learned when I stepped in certain positions, and it's honestly, be careful, understand everything when you step into a leadership position. Understand carefully when you step into the pulpit what you're getting yourself. And I'm not saying in a bad way, but understand that sometimes people are going to have a lot to say. And it's crazy to actually think about. And the times when we're in other discussions, I'm like thinking, do other people talk about like my preaching like that or different things? Yeah. But that's something that we just get drawn into. And Jonathan, you made that point, and it's so true. Like we just get drawn into just discussion, like, oh, this sermon was good, this sermon wasn't good. Um, this, that, and the other, like, you can't, in leadership, you can't do anything without it being scrutinised, without someone having a viewpoint on it. And it's only sometimes when you then step into a leadership position, you realise just how difficult it actually is to do some of the things that people do and stuff. And so we criticise people, or we gossip on sermons, this, that, and the other. Do you realise what you can take out of someone to just preach a sermon? Do you realize what you can take out of someone to sing that song that they've just sung? But we don't think about that. We just think, oh man, can't wait to just discuss this. Like, yeah, this person, they want a job today. Yeah, yeah. You know, Dean, and, and even with, I remember my first, first elders meeting. Um, I want to put this far away, many years ago. And I remember, I remember in the meeting, man, people who, you know, there was issues that were going on with the individuals that I would just normally say on a Sabbath and I'm shaking their hand, happy Sabbath, great to see you. But then you'd hear these, these, these issues, stuff that's going on. And then you, you go home, you know, this time before I was married, you've got your family around you. You can't go in the house and be like, did you know brother such and such is doing this? Because it's going to, it's going to go out somewhere else. There's issues that now, as a married man, family, I can't bring some information to my wife and to my son. You can't, you just can't do it. So it's literally your, your relationship with God has to go to a place where you, you go to him and talk to, you about, talk to him about it. Um, areas of leadership, music, preaching, your, your, 
casual fellowship in church, your workplace, gossip is everywhere. There's no escape in it. Um, but there's, I, I believe that we can as individuals make a difference um, with gossip itself. So let's look at some of the practical solutions. What are the triggers? What would you say are the triggers in a conversation that, that you know this is, this is going to be a gossiping conversation? Did you know? <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> yeah. Or I need to tell you something. And if it's something, I think like the next question you should ask, is it something or is it someone? Because like nine out of 10, you'll be someone. So when somebody comes to you and like say, I need to tell you something, make sure that you, you question, you question, you question a bit more was that something before you hear that something basically. And it's the way they say it when they call you in it. I need to tell you something today. No, there's an emphasis. <laughs> know where it's going <laughs> all right so i need to tell you did something you hear? did you hear i would i would almost say though i think it i think even before the conversation it starts like i think the probably for me real root of gossip comes from the fact that we we don't respect people hmm. um so we don't respect information about them. We don't respect them. Uh, we already may think of ourselves as better than them. Um, and so, and that's the, that's the funny thing. I think that there's, there's also a danger that almost the more spiritual you get in the wrong ways, the more likely you could be to gossip. Cause then it could become about, did you hear what so-and-so were doing if they were really a Christian? If they were really doing this, they wouldn't be doing that. And and we almost kind of create this thing where because we feel secure in ourselves, we, we or because we feel we are, I guess, moving closer to Jesus, we feel better at identifying those who are far away. Mm. Um, and so I think, yeah, for me, gossip really starts with 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 how you think about people. Like there will be some people we wouldn't gossip about because they mean too much to us. Mm. Like those are people who we care about and um, and um, who we love, and so if anything happens, like we will either go to them, or if anybody says anything about them, we will be the first to tell them you, you need to shut your mouth. Because yeah. but there are other people who we don't care about, and we're happy to talk about them. So there's that text um, in the Bible. I'm just looking for it right now. Esteeming others better than ourselves. Uh, Philippians two one to four. Yeah. Yeah, three. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind. Let each esteem other better than themselves. So it seems as if, like he was mentioning, Jonathan, there's this heart issue that we need to deal with before we even have, have conversations. We need to look and say, we need to be born again daily. And literally, the way that I view people has to be, I'm esteeming this person better than myself. Um, and it's that daily point so if anybody's watching online and there's that text about that heart preparation and how you view people philippians 2 verse 3 um there's a text for you so so before we have the conversation we need to look at how how we are and you don't know where the conversation's going you don't even know if you'll have a conversation that day so it's a daily thing um daily preparation so we've got daily preparation 
in the midst of the conversation, we've got the triggers, did you know, or I've got news for you, or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. How, how do we deal with the conversation when it starts? You've got two options. I think you can change the combo, you can leave. Really? Like, oftentimes, gossip can happen when it's in other groups. Walk away. Go mm. spend your time doing something else. Like, I think there's that. There's definitely that option. Choose not to be a part. Mm. You don't have to engage. You don't have to be there. You don't have to encourage. If you join a group and that's what's going on, leave. Or you can just be very dis. You can well, okay. Technically, three options. One, I think it differs when you're in a group. So if you're in a group, I feel that you can leave. Just yeah. remove yourself, or you can try and steer the conversation somewhere somewhere else. I think if it's a one-on-one conversation. You have those options as well. But I think you also have the option to just correct someone and be like, do you, especially in a one-on-one, like, do you think like, that's not fair, let's let's talk about something else, sort of change change the conversation and just try and steer things somewhere else. But I don't think that leaving option is, is one. Um, obviously you do want to sometimes, but sometimes there's nothing you can do but disengage and not be a part of it. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, I just want to add a point to like what Joel is saying when when it's about steering the conversation. I think um, I've done it in the past and I found it like so easy and it's so smooth that like when somebody is telling something about someone, just turn the conversation back on them. So ask them the same thing that they told you, ask them the same question then. So is it happened that you've done this in your past? You know, is that something that you have been involved with? You know, just turn the conversation because people first love to talk about themselves. So it makes you much easier. And then like, if you turn it to them, then they will feel like constrained that they will need to talk about themselves. And the conversation will turn away from that person that they were about to speak about or like say something about. So always try to like kind of, put them into the spot so then like you actually get you know their viewpoint mm-hmm. um also just a point as well is that um a lot of times uh, like i was saying earlier it happens when somebody's upset about what somebody else has done and they could be legitimately upset about it and so of course you don't want to immediately dismiss the person because they could be genuinely upset uh, but sometimes it's just good to be like well what did you say to them when they upset you and um, most likely they they didn't speak to them they probably went to you first um and and it's like you know I think it would be good if you actually tell them how you feel because it's obviously it has has upset you and that kind of gives them also maybe even a bit of courage to go and speak to the person instead of continuing that uh conversation with you because I I found that that that's what I've done now is that when somebody's upset about somebody else what they've done I'll be like Oh, have you spoke? What did what did you tell them? Like, you know, have you spoken to them about this? And then they'll probably say, No, I haven't. Maybe I should go and speak to them. And it does that works as well. Going up that point that you're saying, Flo, there was I remember a conversation. Not a conversation, they were gossiping, man. Everybody's in this circle talking about somebody. And you know, I'm sat there and I'm listening. And um there was this 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 lady who was listening in the midst of it. And she just switched on all of them. She said, have any of you spoken to the person? Mm. And it was just like silence. Every mouth was just, 
she said you shouldn't say anything here unless you've spoken to the person individually mm -hmm. i sat there and i thought it's always etched in my mind i've always remembered you know we have to talk to the people you know, don't talk to anybody else about a situation unless you talk to the person. And um, it's something that we have to do. So open. I think it's, yeah, it's, it's an important point. But I think the problem comes is that for, for a lot of people, they don't deal well with conflict. Mm, mm. So this person may have upset you. You may be going to um, talk to them, but they may be the kind of person who will happily tell you, nah. Like, you want to come and say this to me? And I think that's that, like, not only is it about maybe talking to the person, but it's also pro probably about having better strategies to deal with conflict um, and recognize that maybe even if you go and talk to somebody, you're not going to get the response you want. Um, and so maybe you, you've got to, got, to, got to prepare yourself for that. It's still important to go and talk um, because you might be surprised by the response you get to. Mm -hmm. But I think we've also got to admit that, yeah, for, for a lot of people, it's fear of conflict which stops them from having those conversations, which stops them from saying, actually, I don't like how you did this. Um, um, let's jump in. I feel like um, it doesn't, for me, it doesn't always work out perfectly where you always can engage when someone's going to say something. It can come in many forms. So, for example, someone could say, oh, bro, and you're like, yeah, what's going on? What, 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 what's up? And before you know, it's there. Um, and it's, it's, it's too late. It's too late. Um, or you could get it via text. Like there's, there's, there's other ways. And I feel like maybe um, it's positive to kind of um, to, to um, turn a conversation around. But there's going to be situations where information is going to be passed to you regardless of what you do. And I think it's really about how we how we go forward with that information, I think, which is key as well for me. What happens when it when it when it when 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 I've received that information, will I keep it to myself or will I pass it on? So it's really about the maturity again of saying, all right, you shouldn't have told me that. However, I'll leave it there. You know what I mean? And it's I love that point because it's the way that those those conversations have evolved now in 2020. You know, year 2000, it was you might get a text message and then you might have to, you know, verbally speak that text message that you, you may have received. But now it's like screenshot, copy and paste that, cut out the sections that you've said and then just share what <laughs> the other person said to you. In that situation, somebody screenshots something to you. Should you be the person to take it to the person that they're talking about? Or should we encourage the person that sent it to you to go and talk to the individual? Um, I'd say... I'd say encourage that person. Depending on how you think the other person will take it, though, to be yeah. fair. Some people can handle it. Other people, it's... Well, I don't say handle it, but you have to decide whether... Is it going to be more damaging for me to just come and tell them, especially what it's about as well? It could be quite sensitive. Or more, you could ask that person, well, why, where did you get that information? Where did you hear that from? What's your source? And that sort of thing. Um, but it depends. Sometimes it could be the right thing for you to just go and like, listen, I've heard this about you. I'm sorry to hear that, but like, I'm trying to clear it up. This is something other. Um, or you could send it back. It's, it's a tricky one because sometimes these things just come from nowhere and there's no, it become become like Chinese whispers and the story changes the more people it gets passed through. 
and different things. And then before we know it, it's, it's a completely different thing. And one person's heard one thing, another person's heard one thing. So there is, sometimes it, it is a good thing to be like, boy, let me just go direct to that person. But with some situations, it could be more damaging to actually go to that person. Yeah. But then no one wants to know that they've been talked about. But then it is beneficial to know that you've been talked about, depending on what it is. Yeah, it seems like you're in between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. But, but Joel, what do you do in that, in that scenario where you go and tell that person and that person says, oh, where that come from? Mm. Goes back to the same thing. Mm. What, what, what do you do? Are we meant to, as Christians, are we meant to say, actually, it came from Jonathan. He's doing some crazy stuff. You know what mm. I mean? Like, I don't know. Or do we say, oh, sorry, can't tell you. So I think there's probably another option. I would go with don't go to the person who it's about. I think it's good not to pass it on, but it's also good to to call out the person who gave you the information. Even if it's a, even if it's a screenshot, you've got to be like, why are you sending me this? Because I don't think, like, you've done nothing wrong if you get information that you didn't ask for. Mm, mm. But I think it becomes an issue when you've got that information and then you're like, oh, no, I'm not. I'll just stay quiet about it. No, I think you've got to call the person out and say, like, don't send me this stuff. Yeah. Like, that's not that's not what I do. Yeah. So, don't, and I think that's that's where we get the pushback. Because the issue with gossip is some all well and good for me to be like, I don't want to gossip. But I think to improve the situation in our church, we have to start saying to other people, why are you doing it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't involve me in it. And I think the more people, like if from all of us on this conversation, when people brought to us gossip, we're like, actually, wh- why are you telling me this? Yeah. Like, why did you feel it necessary to share this information? It would have massive change um, because then people would, would, would be forced back to actually think of one, okay, in the future, I can't bring this to, to him, this person. And the more people who are like that, gossip's got nowhere to go. So would you say it's about making the person who shared it accountable for what they've shared? 100%. Because so is- I, I, I think sometimes we just want to say, okay, what do I do about it? But not like we are our brother's keeper. Mm-hmm. And we're the keeper of the brother who's been gossiped about, but we're also the keeper of the person who's sharing the gossip. Because if they're sharing it with you, they're probably sharing it with other people too. And someone needs to call it, because it's all well and good you saying, I'm not going to share it. But if they're still sending you stuff and you're never saying to them, I don't, I don't want this. It's not actually helping anything. Yeah. So we, so in this situation, practically what we need to become is the one that stops it. Because gossip's going to come to us in some form. It's about how do we stop this then? Um, and going off that point, Jonathan, one, one of the things that I've tried to implement when speaking with people is when they start gossiping and then they say that that word, don't tell them or i've got something to tell you but don't 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 share this with anyone i started saying you know what if it's about someone i'm going to tell them and i'm going to let them know that you told me if you're not going to tell them yourself it's about making that person accountable um, for the information that they're sharing and knowing that you know this is going to damage people if you don't don't sort it out Um, when people are sharing images or screenshots or whatever it's best just to say you don't want that stuff and because you've been dragged into a situation that that can make make it worse off mm. and and don't reply you got we've got to be careful in replying 
to those things because the same one that can screenshot to you is the same one that will screenshot what you shared with them back to another person. Mm -hmm. um, so there's all of this that's going on right now. So what I'm taking from building like a kind of conclusion, unless there's any other points to conclude that, that you think it would be beneficial in practically dealing with, with the issue of gossip in church. Is there any other points? Just, I guess one final one from me. Um, I think when it comes to gossip, a really important text, um, and we don't really think of it in terms of gossip, but I think it's, it's actually Psalms 19 verse 14. Um, it's a text most of us know pretty well, but it's a text we normally associate with prayer or the end of prayer. Um, and Psalms 19 says, uh, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Um, and I think we just got to move that out to the end of when I've prayed and start to put that on our lives mm. so that all the time, the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart are acceptable to God. Because if we get to the stage where it becomes like that, then we're not going to be people who gossip. Hmm. I mean, oh, for, you go, you go, Liam. Oh, sorry. For me, I think that um, gossip isn't talked about um, often um, in church as a real disgusting sin. Everyone's talking about pornography. They want to talk about sleeping with this and that person. But for some reason, gossip gets missed out. And if you look in Romans, Romans like one, it, it backbiting and slandering is intermingled with murder mm. and evil do like it's the same level. You will you will miss out on heaven for gossiping. And I feel like we need to kind of be shouting that, you know, from the from the from the rooftops really. Um, and highlighting that, you know what, this sin is just as serious um, as killing someone. Mm -hmm. I wanted to add as well, like before we speak, I think we should think like, you know, is it what we're gonna, what we wanna say, is it true? Is it, you know, kind? Is it necessary? And if it passes those three gates, then we can actually share it with someone else. And I also wanted to say that like, when we meet a church and especially after this, cause you know, it's been a long time <laughs> uh, after we've not seen each other, let's just engage in constructive conversation. Let's talk about like what we learn, what we, what we, research in the scriptures well you know what is our experience so let's just keep the conversation constructive because i think the gossip will just disappear if that would be the case and ultimately what i'm picking up in conclusion is one heart issue we, we we need to to seek god daily because we're all um it's possible for all of us to get involved in gossip even after we've come after the discussion tonight um, and it's how we deal with it. So heart issue, we need, we need, we need Jesus. We need to be converted daily. We need that, that daily refreshed baptism of the spirit. We need to be filled with his word. Like that text that you shared, Jonathan, it's a powerful one. The scriptures that have been shared tonight are powerful, but there's so many more. I mean, every command and in every promise, there's power, there's, there's life from, from God's word that we can take, that we can have access to, but 
we, we've got to be careful that within that moment, that text that was shared from James, the same mouth that bless, the same mouth that suddenly cursing, um, we've got to be so careful. So watch the tongue. Try to be the stop in the conversation. Try to be that thing that, that brings this, this gossiping to a halt. And that can be a burden at times because you're listening and then suddenly it's falling upon you. I need to stop this. And I don't like conflict. I don't like that discussion of having to say, I don't want to do this. And that's where you have to pray and know that you're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it for the Lord because this thing's likened to murder. Um, you're saving lives. And then, you know, understand the, the points that the conversation's going, like you just said. I mean, if you know that it's heading this way, be ready to deal with it. And another thing I'd add is pray for the people. Mm -hmm. if, if, if you've been involved in gossip, I've been involved in gossip. It's time we have to find ourselves at the foot of the cross, ask for God's forgiveness. And if we know what we've been involved in has caused hurt, we need to go in and make amends. Um, if your brother has all with you, you need to go and sort it out. Leave your gift at the altar. Go and go and be reconciled with the brother and then come back to God. There's a, a practicalness, a realness about the gospel that we need to take into consideration. And there's a text that I'd like to read in closing. It's taken from Psalm 31 verse 20. Now I'm going to read it from the King James and I'm going to read it from the CEV version. It says, thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence um, from the pride of men. Thou shalt keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. And I read it and then I thought, let me see what, how it's worded in another version. And it says, you are their shelter from harmful plots and you are their protection from vicious gossip. Now, we can be that one that protects others from vicious gossip. Not that there's power in ourselves to do it, but if God impresses us that this is gonna hurt somebody else, you need to protect that person from that. Like it's been mentioned, we are our brother and sister's keeper. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that that will serve to encourage everybody who's watching. If you've been a victim of gossip, um, we pray that God will heal the heart. If, if you've been involved in gossip, all of us have. Um, we need to make amends and be the stop. Um, so let's practically make a change so that when we come back together in the churches, we're going from strength to strength as a united army. Um, I want to say thank you to tonight's panel again. That's Jonathan, Abby, Joel, Flo, Leon. Really appreciate the, the discussion. We pray that everybody's been blessed who's watching tonight. Um, Flo, I'm going to ask, could you close with prayer for us? Yes, sure. Okay, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all the good gifts that you give us. Thank you so much for the gift uh, of life. And we thank you that there is power in our tongues for good. And so we have realized today, as we've discussed, that there's a lot of um, damage that our tongues can do as well. And we just ask you for the forgiveness of that. And we just thank you that we can have an influence for good and that we can actually be protectors of each other. We thank you so much that trust can be rebuilt. And we ask that you continue to strengthen us as we continue to seek to do this. In Jesus' name, amen.